You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshie on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Yo 
may be recorded or transcribed. You are listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African-centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters, in the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet. It gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured a libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. 
You say, Ashe? Report us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe. Civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time For an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi. Hotel family, hope everything is well with you today. Hope you had a good weekend. Hope you had a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. And if you didn't, you can do it today or tomorrow. Okay? Because if it has to get done, and it must be done, I know you will do it. That's right. 
So <laughs> this is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific, any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcast. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. Also, too, you can just find any search engine, you know, Firefox, uh, Google, whatever, you know, and uh, put in the search, babaoshi.net, B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I.net. And once again, there will be programs that are dated and titled. Other program we have here on Time for an Awakening Media. Once again, this program is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And all times are going to give our Eastern times. We don't have any other programming at this time on Mondays. We used to have a lot. <laughs> but on Tuesdays, we still got Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers. He's been under the weather. I hope he's back. I'm not sure if he's going to be back tomorrow, but I hope that he would be. From 8 to 10. Dr. William Rogers, Black Reality Think Tank. No program on Wednesdays anymore. On Thursdays, from 7 to 8, from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern, Mississippi on the Move, Black Liberation Movement. Mississippi on the Move, the Black Liberation Movement. If it's Friday and it's 8 p.m., it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard on Friday at 8 p.m. Saturday, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., the Sankofa Elders Council. The Sankofa Elders Council. And then on Sunday at 7 p.m. on Sunday. Once again, it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. We Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses. WeBuyBlack.com. Get everything you need. From American African owned businesses from webuyblack.com. That's right. Go to that website and I know they have a package that a starter, I can't say a starter, but a package that you can buy with a lot of the products, the soaps, the two pit, two brushes, and so forth. So check out webuyblack.com. Africa for the Africans. Africa for the Africans, brother Bomani Tahimba who has been taking our people to the motherland, having them experience the trip of a lifetime, is ready to go again. He's not going this month, but next month, he's going to Tanzania. November 17th to the 28th of this year, $4,000, Tanzania. December 24th to January 5th, 2023, $4,000 to Ghana. March 30th to April 10th, 2023, $3,800, Senegal and Gambia. May 24th to June 5th, 2023, $4,000 to Ghana. July 20th to July 30th, 2023, $4,000, Rwanda. November 16th to November 27th, 2023, Tanzania. December 24th, 2023, to January 4th, 2024 for 4,200, 4, 4,200 South Africa. 
March 29th to April 9th, 2024, $3,800, Liberia. Brothers and sisters, go to the website. There's opportunities galore. There's information just, I mean, right there at your fingertip, you know, land that you can buy, investments that you can take a part in, and of course, to the ability to be a patriot, to go home to a Pan-African community in Ghana or in Tanzania or wherever. Brothers and sisters, Africa for the African. If you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos, go to youtube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Brothers and sisters, Africa for the Africans.org. Havasha. Havasha Incorporated.org. Havasha stands for helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad. And the work that these brothers and sisters have done and are doing is phenomenal. Here in the, in the Atlanta area, what they have done is just, I mean, many of the programs that they have, Back to Our Roots, Golden Growers, Habesha Works, not back, black, black to our roots. Habesha Works, Sustainable Seas, Golden Growers, and Urban Green Jobs, just phenomenal, the work that they're doing. But the main thing they're doing right now, brothers and sisters, is the Kashi Project that's happening in Ghana. And it's this month, October 15th, is the date. Is the so Excuse me, family. I'm sorry. Is the celebration right there on the grounds of the, I mean, what they have established, what they have built. Brothers and sisters, it must be. It must be seen. I, I'm, not, I'm unfortunately not going to be able to go. But boy, I, I, I will check it out one of these days and I get back to Ghana and I know I'm going back. But Habashahincorporated.org. Um, go there yourself. See for yourself. Habashah incorporated.org the ledge group ledge stands for land for the environmental development for group economics the ledge group these brothers and sisters brother peter brown he's been on the program a few times you know the ledge group stands for the ledge group deals with four areas of human existence that are vitally necessary which is food water clothing and shelter they have programs and 12 different countries, excuse me, 12 projects, 12 projects in six different countries with over 170 employees and over 200, 260 members. Become a member of the Ledge Group. Yes, as Brother Peter Brown said, you can still, if you're a member of the Ledge, you can still buy land for $250 an acre in Tanzania. Beautiful Tanzania. You might get some land with the backdrop of Kilimanjaro or might get some land you're the Serengeti. Oh, who knows? But it's good land. It's our land. <laughs> I say. Abibi Atumi. Abibi Atumi. A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I dot com. Abibi Atumi dot com. Go to your app store and get the Abibi Atumi app. Okay? You can send messages and so forth. Photos of, of us as African people. Join Movements, groups, shop at the BB Toomey store, physical and digital products, post status updates, and so forth. Man, I'm telling you, BB Toomey, man. I love these brothers and sisters. Android and ISO app. Okay? Send video messages and so forth. Download it. Go to your app store. Download now to build our institution while building yourself. 
So I'm, I'm going to be making that message for B.B. Atumi. A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I.com or B.B. Atumi.com. It's my pharmacy. S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y. It's my pharmacy. Brothers and sisters, contact Brother Jabril. Give him a call at 731-327-6229. That's 731-327-6229. Give Brother Jabril a call. If you want to drop him an email, S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. It's my pharmacy. And let him know, you know, what's happening with you, what's happening with your health and so forth, what the things you're doing. He can build you a holistic program. Contact him. They can do it for you. The Moses West Foundation, the Moses West Foundation talk with Brother Apollo. He's going to be on the program this Friday giving you updates. Uh, They're going to be in Miss, he's going to be talking to me from Jackson, Mississippi and all the things they got going on and and of course, with all the disasters, that what has happened in Cuba, what has happened in Florida, and so forth, when these things happen, hurricanes, tornadoes, and any other serious weather damage, water, drinking water is compromised. But, you know, once again, there is no shortage of drinking water. It's just the access to it. And the bottom line is, even though we got the oceans and there were machines that can turn salt water into fresh water, but that's a deep, a deep process. Here, this machine that this brother has, has developed, and they come in various sizes. They come with a size that you can have in your own home. And if you just contact me here at <clears throat> Africa for the Africans, and... Uh, we can talk about it, get you in touch with Brother Apollo to get one right. Although it's going to be some time because they're working on these other projects. But still, it, you know, if you want it, it's there for you. So, Brother Moses West, MosesWestFoundation.org, MosesWestFoundation.org. So I look forward to our conversation this Friday. And uh, like I said, they're going to be on the ground in Jackson, Mississippi this Friday. All right. All right. Wadada's. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar, located on Ralph David Abernathy in the West End, across the street from Soul Vegetarian, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna. And uh, they serve delicious smoothies and fruit drinks and all kinds of pastries and all kinds of health products. They have a lot of health products, organic, you know, all kinds of good stuff at Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar, located in the West End. If you want to give them a call, Give them a call at 404-444-1635. That's 404-444-1635. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Contact Mama Nia at 404-346-3263. She has a final selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, certificates, t-shirts, figurines, you name it. So give her a call. And if she doesn't have the book that you are requesting or you're looking for, believe me, she'll get it for you. Give her a call at 404-346-3263. The other bookstore we promote as well is the Black Dot Cultural Center Bookstore in Lithonia. East of here, right off of I-20. That's Brother uh, Gazim De Ajamu. Give him a call at 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. There is light in the black dot 
black.culturalcenterbookstore and coffee bar. <laughs> Got to get that in there. And then the next exit after east of where the black dot is, is exit 75, Turner Hill Road. And that road will lead you to the new black Wall Street market. Make a right onto, onto Turner Hill Road. Go three lights. If you pass the Popeyes, you've gone too far. Not Pope, yeah, I think it is a Popeyes. If you pass that, then you've gone too far. At that light, make a right, and on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. I apologize. I was planning to go a couple weeks ago because I wanted to, you know, give you a report on, so you know, on what's happening with the new Black Wall Street Market. I want to do that before I leave town. I'll be leaving town in a couple of weeks, so I definitely want to do that before I make that move. Us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa. Us lifting us. Their Thursday night broadcast every Thursday night at 9 from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Us lifting us on blogtalkradio.com. That's right. On your computer, put in blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU. If you want to do that, that's cool. But if you want to call to listen or make questions or get or you have questions, comments or concerns, dial 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. That's us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people. The Homeland Village, he's not open today. He's open from Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. That's Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop, and you name it, they got it. Located 2910 Napier Avenue in Macon, Georgia. 2910 Napier Avenue in Macon, Georgia. Give Brother Abijah a call at 478-256-1166. 478-256-1166. Homeland Village, your cultural gift shop. And so much more. Sun got a sense. Sun got a sense. Your one-stop natural shop located at 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. Inside the International Discount Mall, booth 225. Give my sister Shelly Amonset a call at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun got a sense. Your one-stop natural shop. Sister Gabby has been doing great work with our brothers and young brothers and sisters in, in, with a program of education, health care, sustainable agriculture, and entrepreneurship. Because brothers and sisters, if she doesn't do it, and, and if we don't support her, there's no money coming from the Haitian government. They're, they're relying on good brothers and sisters like me and you. Go to the website, Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E dash Haiti, A-Y-I-T-I dot org. Sanjay dash Haiti dot org. Baba Baruti. Baba Baruti and Mama Yah. At Akaban Institute, you know they deserve our support for all they have done at Akaban Institute. Uh, the Inye Sasim, which I'm about to read from, they have a class. I didn't get the date on that, what's happening with that. But I do know um, next month, November 19th, from 5 to 9, November 19th, from 5 to 9, Kibuka, remembering the middle passage through the eyes of our ancestors. It's the 17th annual Kibuka. It's going to be at the sweet spot, 675 Metropolitan Parkway. 
here in Atlanta. And so I can't wait for the Kibuka on November 19th. Brothers and sisters, please help support the Baba, please help support the Barudis at Akaban Institute. You can send a check or money or order to Akaban Institute. Make it out to Akaban Institute, P.O. Box 10786, Atlanta, Georgia 30310. That's Akaban Institute, P.O. Box 10786, 30311. Or you can use PayPal at Yabarudi at uh, Yahoo. Or you can use Cash App, dollar sign, Yah, the letter M, Broody, B-A-R-U-T-I. And you can make one-time payment or pay month, whatever you, whatever you want to do, because I'm quite sure everything is appreciated and needed and respected. The books that Baba Broody produces, of course, he's prolific, prolific writer, believe me is Akaben House. So go to Akaben House and check out the array of books like the one we am got to read through right here, right now. The Inye Sesim of Daily Revolutionary Thought. October 2nd. African women were never singled out for marginalization, subjugation, and alienation. The role of the woman in the family is not subordinate but rather complementarity to that of the man. Unlike Europeans, Africans regarded women as indispensable to the home and society. The removal of power from European women Sorry about that, fam. The removal of power from European women by European men was accomplished both by destroying the ideological and legal foundations of equality in African society and through bringing their own women even further to their knees. Africa was their, Africa was where Greek women began to look to for their models of womanhood. The Greek offensive against females, although more personal, was indefinitely more severe and violent. But even this assault on Urugu's females did not come close to their murder, rape, and terrorization during the infamous Inquisition. Generations of genocide left its imprint deeply on their psyche. Imagine mothers preparing their sons to rape and ravage their daughters and daughters who had to embrace powerlessness. No other people went through a phase where they raped and killed as many of their own women as possible. And there is no doubt that the millions raped and sexually tortured served the perverted pleasure of European males. The pattern of rape followed with established by the very gods that said they had created their world. European gods raped their goddesses. So why would more mortal European men not rape mortal women? Like father, like son. Affirm, I honor African women Affirm, I honor African women. I say. October 3rd, a man who stands for nothing will fall for anything. El Hajjal Malik El Shabazz. Brother Omawali, Malcolm X. The first question in a woman's warrior's mind about any man she studies is of the potential strength and power. Is he persistent? Is he resilient? 
Does he confront challenges with fearlessness or intrepidation? Is his vision clear, uncluttered by fantasy? Is it ordered by our historical aphoration? The answer for her, since she cannot see into his future, is in what he has done and is doing now relative to and in preparation for what he says he intends to do. Is he a man of his word? You can say anything. It is what you do. It comes down to the question of whether he has stood and is still standing for something of worth. Do not be confused about the importance in her mind about the relationship between perceived potential and choice of mate. I have long reflected on the wisdom of an elder sister's observation that a man chases a woman until she catches him. I say affirm. I stand for everything African affirm. I stand for everything African. Brothers and sisters, the Inye says him of daily revolutionary thought. The Inye says him. Like I said, many times I, uh, I read that even before I have a subject matter, you know, and it's just, man, it's always on point. It's always on point. Yesterday, October 2nd, was the birth date of that visionary, that freedom fighter, that great resistor, Nat Turner. Let's give this birthday boy his flowers. I say. Nat Turner was born on October 2nd, 1800 in Southampton County, Virginia. The week before Gabriel was hung. While still a young man, Nat Turner was overheard describing events that had happened before he was even born. This, along with his keen intellect and other signs marked him in the eyes of his people as a prophet intended for some great purpose. A deeply religious man, he therefore studied, avoided mixing in with society and wrapped himself in, his, in, in mystery, devoting his time to fasting and prayer. On May 2nd, 1828, Turner had his first had, excuse me, Turner had his third vision. I should arise and prepare myself and slay my enemies with their own weapons. On November 5th, Nat Turner was tried in Southampton County Court and sentenced to execution. He was hung and then skinned on November 11th of 1828. In total, the state executed 55 people banished many more and acquitted a few. The state reimbursed the captives, the captive holders. You know, they, it's just like the, uh, the British did and all others did when insurrections happened and we freed ourselves. No, we got it. We didn't get a damn thing. <laughs> The state reimbursed the captive holders for their captives, 
But in the hysterical climate that followed the rebellion, close to 200 American African people, many of them who had done nothing to do with the rebellion, were murdered by Caucasian mobs. In addition, captives as far away as North Carolina were accused of having a connection with the insurrection and were subsequently tried and executed. The state legislator of Virginia considered abolishing captivity, but in a close vote decided to retain captivity and to support a repressive policy against African people, though who were freed or who were in captivity. Of course, just like this past vote, that was some bull. Wiped up all that stereo, all the Republicans. This is this this country just irks the sh out of me. I tell you, Nat Turner. Another birthday. Day before his, October first, nineteen forty-five. Donnie Hathaway. Donnie Hathaway, brothers and sisters, I had a lot of love for that apple hat wearing brother. I had me a bad apple hat too back in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. I still wear the heck out of that apple. But I like, I love Donnie Hathaway. Felt bad when he, uh, when he passed. Yeah. And his beautiful daughter, Layla Hathaway. That's when I'd seen it. Uh, she put a, um, Happy birthday to her father in the <clears throat> in the Facebook piece. You know, there's one song. I, I love all of them. He's very spiritual, Donny Hathaway. Let me read before I play. One day we'll all be free. And then at the break, I'm going to play Back Together Again with uh, Roberta Flack and Donny Hathaway. On this day, October 1st, in 1945, singer-composer Donnie Hathaway was born. Hathaway's artistic style and powerful lyrics made him one of the architects of soul music. Hathaway was also a songwriter, producer, session musician, and arranger, and often collaborated with other artists behind the scenes. He is also known for many successful duets with another legend in soul and R.B., Roberta Flack. Hathaway was raised by his grandmother in St. Louis, who introduced him to gospel music as a toddler. By age three, Hathaway was already performing with his grandmother on the gospel touring circuit. Hathaway studied classical piano in high school and earned a scholarship to Howard University. There, he formed pivotal connections with Flack, Leroy Hudson, who became his writing partner on, on the single, The Ghetto. Oh, I love that too. That's when I used to play a lot, The Ghetto. And Rick Powell, who co-produced his album, Everything is Everything. In 1970, Hathaway released his first soul album with Atlantic Records. Critics embraced it as a soul mix with the open-ended arrangements of classical and gospel music. Hathaway's production of some of the nation's most memorable songs included the timeless holiday ballad, This Christmas. Yeah. This Christmas. Yeah, you know, I ain't into that junk, but anyway, because, of, you know, you know the time's going to come and they're going to start playing it. There's three songs 
This Christmas, Donny Hathaway, Nat King Cole, Christmas song, and Curtis Blow. <laughs> I love that man. Curtis Blow. Christmas, one thing I know. <laughs> yeah. As a man. So you'll hear them played on this program at one period of time or another in the next. I ain't going to play that shit next month. I'll wait till the time it comes. I, I ain't crazy about that. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Donnie Hathaway. So I'm going to play one day. We'll all be free. And uh, we'll get off into a little few things that we're going to talk about today. But of course, um, I love that the fact that you're here and hope you stick around. Brothers and sisters. Donnie Hathaway. One day we'll all be free. Someday. Excuse me. Someday we'll all be free.
Hathaway, take it from me. One day we'll all be free. I say, yeah. Visionary, Donny Hathaway. I loved his music. I really did. And, and, and he was inspirational. You know, we're going to play um, Back Together again. This is another favorite of mine. But how I many just other ones that she had? He had with uh, Roberta Flack, you know. I just kind of ended on a jumping note, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, we're, today, I'm going to go to the some archives of, of stuff that people have sent, that Brother Paul has sent, that Brother Marcus has sent, and a number of others, you know, just to make some conversation and to put, once again to put things on our mind. Because <clears throat> a lot of things that are happening and... Um, you know, I tell you, it's to the point that it's so deep. Is there a way out for us as African people? You know, is there a way out of this madness? Can we can we truly have independence, self determination, liberation, and sovereignty? Can we establish Pan Africanism in unity? Can we establish? Can we do it? Oh, I say yes. I'm eternally optimistic, even though I'd say things on this program that don't sound optimistic. They sound very bleak considering, you know, <clears throat> the position of Urugu, the position of other people and other, you know, nationalities and nations, especially as it relates to Africa, because that's my concern. You know, but I mean, looking at the, um, situation as it relates to um, what was that the <laughs> the um, civil war you know the civil war this is a deep piece right here it's a, it, it, you know you know this this brother this is I think it's in the 60s I'm not sure where but he lays into this Caucasian, and just just pick up this right quick. Just something. like I said, we going. I'm just going through a lot of things that have been sent to me. But this is from my friend Jim Wimbush, the brother who's a firefighter. <clears throat> me and him have traveled the world together, known each other for about since right before the uh, '70s, late '70s, early '80s, when I came on the fire department and had the contact with the International Association of Black Professional Firefighters. Brother Jim Wimbush, my good friend. No, I don't want that Brett Favre shit. I don't want that either. 
Man, I tell you. This country by singing we shall overcome you did not gain control of the world like you have it now by dealing fairly with a man and keeping your word you're treaty breakers you're liars you're thieves you rape entire continents and races of people then you wonder why these very people don't have any confidence or trust in you your religion means nothing your law is a farce and we see it every day you demonstrated it in alabama and i can say you because you're part of the whole system you profit from it in fact you make your living from it you couldn't walk around and talk to people, stand up in your pulpit on Sunday and preach nice little songs and say, now we're going to give thanks to the Lord for he is good and old Jesus be among us. As far as we're concerned, your Jesus is contaminated, just like everything else you tried to force upon us is contaminated. Well, so you can have him. And here's what I'll say. I wish you would follow Jesus like we followed him. Because if you did that, then we'd be in charge tomorrow. <laughs> it has to be the 60s on the way it looks and how it's presented it has to be from the 60s but the brother was on point wasn't he telling the Caucasian exactly what it is yeah yeah tell him exactly what it is yeah there's a number of things I say I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm going to play today and read from today and um, because for some of us that's why for me we have to make the distinction there has to come a point in time with us as a people to say hey either you're in the house or you out of the house either you're with us or you ain't with us I ain't saying against us but if you ain't with us more than likely you are against us because I, I can't see <clears throat> making that kind of demarcation to say, hey, come on with this. And you say no, then obviously, you know, you're going to challenge it. You're going you're gonna to work with the Caucasian to sabotage it. You're going to be an agent provocateur. You know, and we have that. We continue to have that. We have that today. We'll have that probably forever, unfortunately. But we are in the, in the position to deal with these people the way they should be dealt with. There's so many Negroes and Negroettes and charlatans and liars and, you know, and somebody wonder why we can't unify. No, you can't. You can't unify in an environment like that. But also, too, you know, who do we blame? There's enough blame to go around. There's no doubt about that. I agree. You know, but I put the blame squarely where it belongs. On Caucasians, on Europeans. Just like we talk about, you know, um, there's a a discussion about the movie, The Woman King. And I can't remember, I just saw it very briefly. And I think I'm going to be able to miss that. But I would like to be in at least to hear the discussion you know because it is a hard fact just like when um, brother Scotty Reed of Black Talk Radio Network which I'm a part of which, which is which is who platform through Time for an Awakening I'm on was adamant about 
not seeing the movie, boycotting it because of the Dahomey's involvement in the captive trade. And one Negro I saw, he kept saying they his own people. And but see, we have to understand and many people that I know, just like Renoco, bless him, my good friend, who made a distinction because the whole question, just like Dr. Clark dealt with it, the whole question, did we sell our own people into captivity? Well, we didn't consider ourselves African. We considered ourselves Igbo. We considered ourselves Hausa, Shanti, whatever. Not even nationals. Not even a, 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 a Ghanaian or a Nigerian. We consider Yoruba, Hausa, these so-called, quote, tribes. I like to call them nations. And so if they went to war, the captives were sold. And the thing is, many of our people who sold other of our people, I'm quite sure they didn't understand what they were selling to these Caucasians, the hell that these people would experience. Maybe they didn't care. Yeah, I don't know about that because I think well, there is some sympathy for each other. But they did. They sold them. Providing guns that the Europeans would, would give them. Alcohol, even, I've, I've heard. Other items. Hundreds of years we went through this. Hundreds of years. The memory of who we are being erased. This is like I saw a commercial for them. Um, an ad for them. Um, a black history piece that uh, Henry Louis Gates and some others are putting on. And I saw that particular piece and I was like, yeah. You know, Henry Louis Gates. But what it does is it looks at our struggle. And, you know, and, and some of us take, you know, we don't want to make the link to Africa. We don't want to make the link of who we were prior to this captivity and this brainwashing and this torture that we have experienced, this hell that we have experienced and continue to experience. Because some of us, through whatever it means and wherever we were, we were able to go through it in a, in a manner that was easy for us to acquire knowledge, education, access to this, that, or the other, you know? If you look at Oklahoma, I wonder how many, how many, because there were more, you know, because, you know, they, they, they moved us there through the Trail of Tears and so forth along with the indigenous people. And, of course, we went along with that and we moved us, moved there, and then what happened? Oil was found. And some of us who had some land found oil on land, and some of us became wealthy. And, of course, that was the impetus behind, you know, uh, Black Wall Street being created. And probably nowhere in this country were we able to really build a community like we did with Black Wall Street. Yes, there were others. In fact, the first one was Bowley, Oklahoma. My point being, now, today, how many of those towns 
that were ours are still ours and do they still function because as I said numerous times there is no place like we had even the contemporary places like Raleigh-Durham and you know what happened in Wilmington North Carolina the European, the Caucasian Urugu, the cracker, is a mean son of a bitch and who has done some dastardly things to us. If we were trying to be independent or trying to be collective or trying to be competitive, they didn't want that. They couldn't take that. They weren't going to stand for it. They were going to sabotage it. They were going to destroy it. We have been in hell here, family. Now, you feel that, okay, you overcome. You did what the so-called civil rights movement. Oh, when I said that, you know what, what popped up in my mind as I was looking earlier? Birthdays, and so Al Sharpton's face popped. Today's Al Sharpton's birthday. Hey, man, I'm older than Al Sharpton. I mean, damn. <laughs> Al Sharpton's but perm daddy. <laughs> my boy Jay perm daddy <laughs> Al Sharpton's birthday but yeah you know what the what that movement did and even though Dr. King realized towards the end of his life that what he was trying to do was integrate his people into a burning house <clears throat> And there's never going to be integration. There will be forced assimilation. Never integration. If you use the word integration, it means that I take what you have, you take what I have, we bring it together with respect for what each other have, and we build upon that. That's integration. They didn't. No. We weren't going to integrate into their society. We were going to capitulate. We were going to accept whatever the part of their society that they were willing to share. And, and have us beg some crumbs. March. Well, so y'all, they did wrong. Let's go march again. Demonstrate. I, ain't, I cannot say that it was not to uh, for a moment bringing attention and awareness to the issues. And then it's right back to what? Business as usual. Right back to business as usual. Yeah, family. These are some mean son of a bitches. Cannot be trusted. But yet we do. Because we've been trained. We've been trained to believe that what he has we should have what he has. We should try to get with him, to get, to share what not, not get his stuff, to just share. <laughs> yeah. Brothers and sisters, you're listening to African Perspectives. Here on the Motherland Media Network on Time for an Awakening.com and BlackTalkRadioNetwork.com. Gonna play Donnie Hathaway, the bird of flack, back together again. 
I'm going to come back to the other side, play a few vignettes that people have sent us by, particularly uh, Brother Paul, Brother Marcus, many others. And uh, get your perspective. That's why this program exists. This is our African perspective. This is yours. Stay with us, brothers and sisters. Okay? Stay with us, and we'll be right back. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshie on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. The genius of Donnie Hathaway. Donnie Hathaway and Roberta Flack back together again as I sat here listening and reminiscing and, of course, brought me back to times that I, when that song was out, staying with my cousin. Man, I miss that man. Anthony Brunson, Miss Brunson, good brother. And, uh, man, also, too, right after his passing, the, the, uh, the whispers to the tune of This Christmas, song for Donnie. Song for Donnie. Apple hat wearing, brother. Love him. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and Black Talk. RadioNetwork.com and we're going to get back to some, well let me do what I usually do and let you know once again that uh, tomorrow evening from 8 to 10, Black Black Reality Think Tank I believe well, I may not because Dr. Rogers is, but it was good to finally connect with him I'm trying to catch up with him it's good finally to connect with him and of course, on Thursdays, from 7 to 8 on Thursdays, uh, Mississippi on the Move, the Black Liberation Movement. Mississippi on the Move. 7 to 8 on Thursdays. And then on Fridays, at 8 p.m. on Fridays, it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And then uh, Saturdays, from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council. And then Sunday at 7 p.m., once again, it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And of course, the number to call is 215 490 9832. 215-490-9832. Uh, yeah. A couple of things I want to... Um, this this one was interesting. And I, and I... This is from Brother Paul. And thanks for you from Brother Paul. But this one was interesting in, in a respect that um, was encouraging. Because... If you remember, and please, if you can, go to YouTube. If you have you know, on your computer, go to YouTube. Put in Howard Nicholas. And you hear this Caucasian talk about why Africa must remain poor. And, and if you're like me and you're hearing this and seeing this, and you just want to jump through the damn YouTube and all the way into where his ass is and strangle his ass while Africa must remain poor. One of the things that I liked about the documentary Great Pyramid K 2019, the Caucasian, he said all these things that we did to African people, they were the first ones that gave us the civilization, the first ones that gave us knowledge, recognizing the fact the first ones that gave us math, science, religion, and look how we are treated. Brothers and sisters, ain't nobody going to save your ass but yourself, but each other, but us. There's nobody coming here to save our ass but us. And no, we cannot get along because of them and their mentality, their evil spiritedness. 
we have to. We have to go home. It's Pan-Africanism or perish. It's unify or die. We must on our minds on a constant basis think of independence, self-determination, liberation, and sovereignty. One thing I like to ask Brother Paul, although he didn't send that one, there's a another piece I had. I don't think he sent it to me. That uh, what Indians are doing, Indians own more property in the UK. You know, I don't know if Brother Marcus sent me that one, but Indians own more property in the UK than many other British people too. You know. I don't know if he sent me that. But also, too, you know, the Indians who are preparing to once again go into Africa and take Africa. And the Chinese and the Arabs and the Caucasians, be American or whoever. Man, I tell you. Here's a piece that 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 I enjoyed. Sorry about that. Let's see if we can do this again. Hi, welcome everyone. First of all, if you're a Nigerian or an African watching this video, this is the time to be proud of Africa. Nigeria has rejected Tesla's offer to invest millions of dollars to mine lithium in Nigeria. This happened at an exposition in Saudi Arabia. Many companies were in attendance, including Tesla executives. The Tesla guys made a move on the Nigerian team expressing their interest and desire to mine lithium in Nigeria. This is the dream of many government representatives. Imagine the feeling telling the president or whoever is his superior that he got a foreign investor that will invest in the country. Not just an ordinary company, but one with a market cap of almost $1 trillion. This is coming at a time that lithium is being sold for more than $78,000 per ton. Just two years ago, lithium was being sold for less than $10,000 per ton. That's a lot of money. So why did Adebite reject Tesla's offer to invest millions of dollars in Nigeria? We will see why in a moment. As you are aware, Nigeria is richly endowed with large deposits of high-quality lithium and tantalite, just like Zimbabwe. Artisans actually mine lithium in Nigerian states of Kogi, Ekiti, Cross River, and Kwara. There are also large amounts of rare earth minerals that are found in Nigeria. So with all these abundant untapped mineral resources, it takes guts to reject Tesla's offer of potential millions of dollars in revenue and royalties. Most countries, especially African countries, will jump at the opportunity to have a multi-billion dollar company invest in their country. But like the old saying goes, to whom much is given, much is expected. All the revenue that African countries have earned over the years from extraction of raw materials by foreign companies, they have nothing to show for it. In cases where they have, it is not commensurate to the billions of dollars they've earned over the years. On the other hand, the companies that extract these raw materials from Africa 
add value to them in their home countries. They use the raw materials extracted from Africa to manufacture many products that are eventually shipped back to Africa. So Africa sells raw materials for peanuts and at a price that is determined by the buyer. They are completely not in control of the price. The buyers will go on to use the raw materials to manufacture products that will eventually be sold to Africans. And this time, they will still fix the price of the new product. They fix the price of the raw material and the price of the final product. In simple terms, it's like someone who has iron ore in large quantities, but still goes to another country to buy rail bars and iron rods. Why not make iron rods from the iron ore yourself and even sell to others? This is why Africa haven't attained their potential. They just sell raw materials and not the final product. This is exactly why Nigeria's Minister of Mines and Steel rejected Tesla's offer to mine lithium in Nigeria. He gave them a condition, though, and this condition is now an official policy in Nigeria going forward. All African countries should emulate this policy so that they can have the benefit of the value chain of raw materials instead of just exporting them raw. This will hugely benefit their economies while providing massive employment. Yes, back to the conditions the minister gave Tesla. He told them that anything that is mined in Nigeria must have value added to the country, that the raw materials must be put to use in Nigeria instead of exporting them raw. In other words, Tesla must make the batteries in Nigeria before they can be granted a lithium mining license. Tesla will need to build a gigawatt factory in Nigeria where they will make the batteries for their electric vehicles or Tesla power walls. And they can sell the products in Nigeria and other markets. Gone are the days when raw materials are exported without value addition in Nigeria. This is commendable. The question now is will Tesla CEO Elon Musk approve a gigawatt factory in Nigeria because of the lithium they plan to mine here? It looks unlikely because Africa is not one of their major markets. Their major markets are the United States, Europe, China, and probably Australia. Will Tesla build their batteries in Nigeria when their major markets are outside Africa? Tesla builds most of their parts in-house, unlike other companies. That's why they decided to go into mining in the first place in order to guarantee lithium supply to their gigawatt factory. Maybe they will need to build products for the African market, which will eventually be sold around the world. Everyone loves cheap and affordable products, you know. There's a lot of sunshine in Africa, and if many people have to go green, they will need to harness solar power. They will also need batteries for backup. So there's a market here for Tesla. They can build smaller versions of the Tesla power wall, one kilowatt hour or two kilowatt hour batteries for a start. These might become hugely popular, powering many homes, especially in places where there are power shortages. Many will buy the Tesla power walls instead of running noisy petrol generators. Also, estate developers can integrate these backup systems in thousands of new homes they are building. 
the purchasing power of many in Africa is not the same as in Western countries. So if they develop products that are tailored to the market, they can actually make a headway into not just the Nigerian market, but the wider African market. And of course, they can also export them to other parts of the world where the products are needed. They can also develop electric cars for the African market, not the expensive models they sell in Western countries. There is already a Nigerian company building electric tricycles and cars. You can watch the video we made about it by clicking on the top right corner. And while you're at it, subscribe to our channel now if you haven't and enable notification. Also, make sure to join our channel membership to donate and support our channel. Thank you for your support. If Tesla decides to enter the African market, Nigeria is the place to be. They already know this themselves. Although discussions have been held to produce batteries in Morocco, but it's not clear if Tesla will set up a factory without a guaranteed supply of lithium nearby. Anyway, it's not a decision the management will take alone. Like all public companies in the stock market, their shareholders will have a say in the decision. And if it ever works out, if Tesla decides to build a gigawatt factory in Nigeria, they will not just be discovering a new market, they will actually save a lot of costs in manufacturing because majority of their staff will be Nigerians and considering the cheap labor that is available here, the workers won't be earning the same hourly wage as workers in the United States. So they will definitely save millions of dollars in wages, which will ultimately reflect on the price of the final product. Another important thing Tesla should consider is the fact that they won't have a competitor in Nigeria if they decide to make the move. Unlike other countries where lithium is mined, where there are Chinese companies already established. Chinese companies are investing millions of dollars in Zimbabwe, Democratic Republic of Congo, and other African countries that have large deposits of lithium and cobalt. DRC is an example of what Nigeria wants to avoid. They currently supply about 70% of the cobalt used in making electric vehicles in the world. But in the value chain, they do not control up to 3%, which is very worrisome. The Chinese are making these investments in order to secure the supply of lithium because it is the main component that is used in making electric car batteries. Electric vehicles are getting popular and demand for it will continue to grow and it might double in the next decade. So other African countries that have lithium projects being developed, countries like Mali, Ghana, Namibia, and others, should adopt a different strategy like Nigeria is doing, so they can add more value to raw materials in their country instead of just exporting them raw. This will be beneficial to their economy, and it will be a thing of pride to see lithium batteries in an electric vehicle bearing made in Nigeria or made in an African country. That would be amazing to see. In the next decade, lithium and cobalt will become the next oil as the world moves to green and clean energy. Africa should secure their place in that future. Alright, we hope you enjoyed the video. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enable notification. Also, make sure to join our channel membership to donate and support our channel. Till next time, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's on point. Of course he is.
just like I said, I, I said to you to go to that YouTube piece where Howard Nicholas is saying Africa, just like this gentleman here said. Wouldn't it be deep if Africa realized its true potential and kicked to the curb all the divisions, all the pettiness, all the other things and said, we are one Africa. We're going to be players in the world instead of the pawns that we have been. And we're going to use our mineral resources and to turn that mineral resources into the wealth that will provide for African people to have a standard of living that is commensurate with any group of people in the world who have a high standard of living. And we will make sure that poverty would be eliminated in our time, in our country, in our on our continent. We will mobilize if we have to, to go to Ethiopia and, and bring the atmospheric water generators, the AWGs of, of, of Brother Moses West to provide water, drinking water in that area. We don't need to tap in nothing. The, the moisture is it's in the air. And then we can even irrigate that or you can do aquaponics. Brothers and sisters, the future for us is tremendous. But the fact is that we don't have the vision. We don't have leadership that has the vision. And that's problematic. Yeah. That's problematic. Yeah. Another one of Brother Paul's pieces. Check this one out. Advocating for killing the leader of a foreign country or regime change. That is not the policy of the United States. Yet over the last... Apologize. Let me try that again, okay? Yeah. Uh, you know, my technology. Technology. Got to get it together. Okay. This is a good piece, though. I want to make sure you get this piece advocating for killing the leader of a foreign country or regime change that is not the policy of the United States. Yet over the last 50 years, U.S. national security state, the U.S. national security state has been a key force in overthrowing reformist democratic governments in Guatemala, Guyana, Dominican Republic, Brazil, Chile under Allende, Iran under Mossadegh, Uruguay, Syria, Indonesia under Sukarno, Greece, twice in Greece, Argentina, twice, Haiti, Bolivia, and other countries. The U.S. has also been active in covert actions or proxy mercenary wars against popular revolutionary governments in Cuba, Angola, Mozambique, Ethiopia, Portugal, South Yemen, Nicaragua, Cambodia, East Timor, Western Sahara, and elsewhere. 
They've been active in forcibly overthrowing reformist governments in Egypt, Lebanon, Peru, Iran, Syria, Zaire, Jamaica, the Fiji Islands, Afghanistan. Before the Soviets ever went into Afghanistan, the CIA was in there through the Pakistanis ready to destabilize the country. Since World War II, U.S. direct military invasions. Now, not proxy wars, not subversion, not CIA destabilization and terror and death squads, but direct military invasion with U.S. forces since World War II, or aerial attacks by U.S. forces in Vietnam, Dominican Republic, North Korea, Laos, Cambodia, Lebanon, Libya, Grenada, Panama, Iraq, Somalia, and now Yugoslavia. And they replaced them with pro-capitalist military regimes that opened up their markets, opened up their resources opened up the labor markets to him and said, come on in, boys, here it is, it's all yours. There's no occupational safety to worry about, there's no minimum wage to worry about, there's no, there's no environmental protections to worry about, there's no labor collective bargaining protections to worry about, there's no consumer protections, there's no child labor laws, you just come on in here, it's the free market in the free world. And that's what we're all about. And you tell your people, too, at home, that you're defending democracy, that you're having, you're bringing elections to this country and the like. But you don't talk about this part of it. It's an empire, my friends. It's an empire. And the empire extracts the resources of the republic in order to maintain its imperialist network. It's an empire with 300 major military bases and 2,000 minor bases all over the world. That's a matter of public record. I'm not just arguing that point. It's a matter of... A matter of public record. They ain't hiding shit. It's right there. And yet, I'm a, I, yes, I understand the fear that Europeans have put into us. The fear... Cause that what because that's what drives them, the fear, and causes many of us to be catatonic, to not move. I got this one here with um, the, the the so-called queen. She's being escorted around in a warehouse full of gold full of gold bullion. It says, where did you get all of this gold, Queen Elizabeth? I stole it all from Africa. It's true. It's true. Everything that Heifer had on, all the shit that she wrote, all of it was stolen. All of it was theft. And the white supremacist attitude is I come in, I take, I conquer and you bow down to me and all the precious stuff that I want is mine. The attitude of what's mine is mine and what's yours is mine. Hegemony or hegemony, whichever word you want to use. Check out this one. So 
we do have some time now for questions from the audience. I wonder if we should just take a few, and then we can um, and then we can respond to them all together. So, okay. thank you. Um, I have a question. What's the difference between uh, the U.S. debt? and um, the debt that African nations own. Because the U.S. debt doesn't keep the U.S. from being one of the leading powers of the world, but then African nations can't make it because of that debt that is strangling them. Okay. Uh, The first question is uh, a very important question. What makes African and third world debt different from the American debt. Number one, America is never going to pay its debts. Uh, it doesn't have to. It can, its debts are in its own currency. We can simply print it. Uh, the African debt is not in its currency. The African debt is in U.S. dollars. Africa has to uh, earn the U.S. dollars, uh, and uh, the only way it can uh, earn the U.S. dollars is not to be assassinated for growing its own food and becoming uh, independent uh, and uh, doing something that the United States uh, does not like. The principle underlying the foundation of the World Bank, uh, the International Bank for uh, 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 IBRD, uh, the, the World Bank, is that no country should grow its own food. Africa and the third world should only grow export crops to export uh, in order to have an oversupply of cocoa and uh, uh, other tropical raw materials to keep down the price. They must buy their grain from the United States or Europe so that if they do something that we don't like, we can do what America tried to do to China in the 60s. We can sanction them. We can say, we're going to starve you. We're going to not export uh, any grain to you. Uh, So owing uh, uh, their foreign debt in dollars means that they have to somehow sell something that the United States wants, not what they want. Uh, I think the, the most evil organizations in the world today are the uh, the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund. And uh, my book, Super Imperialism, that I wrote in 1972, uh, is all about that. Uh, the largest purchasers of the book uh, were the Defense Department and the CIA. I was immediately, uh, the organization I worked for was given a $75,000, $85,000 Defense Department contract for me to come to explain to them how American imperialism worked. And they used it as an, uh, a how-to-do-it book. They thought it was just, uh, uh, they, it was just spontaneous. Uh, and I had written the book thinking that socialists and third-world countries uh, would do something about it. And indeed, it was translated into Spanish uh, other languages, but it was really uh, the Defense Department that uh, uh, applied uh, most of this, and I was amazed when I was invited to the White House uh, uh, to explain how imperialism worked, uh, and my boss said, we've run rings around the British imperialists, this is how to do it. Uh, you make them owe the debts in your currency, not their own. You uh, you control their central bank uh, and make them uh, financially dependent on you, and uh, then you've, you've got a stranglehold for them. So uh, certainly the third world countries should uh, cancel the debts uh, under the odious debt principle. Uh, I haven't been able to convince any of them to do it because they said if we do that, the CIA will kill us. So how do you break that cycle? Uh, That's a a problem I've not been able to solve. Because you can't. The cycle can be broken. 
I shouldn't say that. You can't. No, the cycle can be broken. Do we have the will to do it? Do we have the leadership to do it? Are there men and women who aren't fearful without intrepidation come together and say, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. I understand. When you make that stance, you're going to have to defend it. Uh, One of the other ones I saw talked about African countries. They talked about stable African countries with militaries and so forth. The problem I have with, with, with many of them is that they still were controlled and have control by Europeans. Egypt, Namibia, South Africa. And so something must happen within those countries. Now, Egypt is going to be very difficult because the people who call themselves Egyptians of today, the ones who dominate and control Egypt and the ones who, that you see in in malls that are selling cartouches and gold and clothing and so forth, you know, are Arabs. They're the ones that got there, you know, 600s through the advent of Islam, sweeping across North Africa. That's problematic. But to me, everything can be solved. Do you have the will? Do you have the will to do this? Let me open the phone lines up. 404, 404, good afternoon. 404, okay. Just want to listen. 347, 347, good afternoon. Yeah, Oshi, what's happening, bro? Hey, what's up, Jay? Not much, man. Just taking it, taking it easy, man. I was listening to that stuff that Paul had sent you, man. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is that if the African could come together collectively, it's some amazing things that we could do, but you know, for some reason, there either always has to be a dictator or it always has to be someone that gains all of the wealth and really doesn't collectively share it on the level that they should. I mean, just look at Nigeria. I mean, the type of wealth that's coming out of Nigeria there should be no hungry people in Nigeria. No, they sh- no Nigeria. Well, Nigeria, we, Jay, Nigeria should be what Saudi Arabia looks like, what Dubai looks like, what Abu Dhabi yeah. looks like, with the wealth that they have in Nigeria. But in Nigeria, they have the largest gap of inequality that is so pervasive and so deep. When you have multimillionaires. And then you have a good prob- a good portion of your population living literally in filth and squalor, living literally in a dump. It's a damn shame. I don't give yeah, a damn. Especially, especially when you have the mineral resources within the continent to absolutely change that basically overnight. I mean, it's just like... I don't care what people basically say about Gaddafi, man, because the truth of the matter is, if you look at the quality of life of the people in Libya before America went and did their thing, man, 
you know, you would know. You would have an understanding that the people there, the majority, were not living in that type of impoverished that you have now. And that should tell you everything. But because our, our people don't have an understanding, a real vision of what it could be in a historical understanding of history, and we live on this plateau of trying to be like white folks, constant and continuous, then that's why we in this situation that we're in. Because on the continent, everybody's supposed to be able to eat basically alone off of the mineral wealth of the country and the resources of the country. So even if they don't have work per se, there's enough resources in, 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 in military or, or not military, but material mining and, and, and resources. Some, things of that that there is so much to do. Everybody should be able to have a place exactly. to, to lay their heads exactly. and food. And, 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 listen, and that, but listen, for some reason, listen, we don't think on we don't think on those terms because the infrastructure like is exactly the infrastructure is so bad. There's plenty of work for all the African able-bodied men and women to do to build that nation. Plenty. There's plenty. There's plenty of education needed to provide for that work to 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 develop a cadre of. Plumbers, electricians, engineers, construction workers, lay lay road. Do you notice how how quick how quick the Chinese will build up a town? Did, yeah. did that ever dawn on you? Did, yeah. Have you ever went watched on YouTube the amount of time that it will take the Chinese to build a a town and and, and make it livable for? the population that they may need to move from somewhere else because they be, became overcrowded or something like that. And you tell me that the Africans, as many Africans are out of, out of work and looking for work Shit. and things of that nature, that they couldn't build no um, no railroads. They no, couldn't no, build. No doubt. That's what I'm saying, Jay. You know, I mean, it's just crazy, but it's, it no, it's no vision. It it's no vision or no direction from that from the people, and unfortunately, everybody looks as Americans to be such visionaries and things of that nature. And we too much of a greedy dumbasses to even go over there and do that. So, I mean, you know, it's 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 unfortunate, but. That's that's Until why we Jay, figure Jay. out how to change our mindset, we just gonna be Sorry about that. Sorry about that, brother. Okay, go ahead, Jay. But 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 hold on, hold on, Jay. Because what I was saying is that you are right. Everything that we need, we have except our right minds. If we were in our right minds, we could get the hell up out of here and go there and work with brothers and sisters there to build Africa, to build roads, highways, railroads, ports, hospitals, schools, all that thing, everything. 
and, 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 and do all of that in agriculture and do all that in, in even keeping with the migration patterns of the animals and then developing all of that. That's, that's a possibility and it is there for us if we can develop the right mindset. But because we don't, and because Europeans have it in the fear that they put into us, just like just like the Caucasians said in that other piece, you know, the CIA will kill you. In fact, yesterday was ironic. On, uh, as I was watching uh, CBS Sunday, you know, and they had a segment on it. You know, what CBS Sunday? Of course, they have segments. It's not necessarily news. They 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 have a segment on this, that, and the other, whatever. And they had a segment on the CIA museum. The CIA, what the CIA Think was about. about. That. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. The CIA museum documentation of what the CIA, and I'm quite sure as, as the, as the cat who was talking about it to the reporter, you know, all these things were declassified to have them out. A lot of it was redacted. You can see documents that were blotted out and so forth, but, basically talking about what the CIA has done globally, what the CIA does globally. Man, these folks, man. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's like they got us captivated, man. Yeah. Our minds, they got out. Yeah. They got, you know, it's crazy, but the reality is we are doing more harm to ourselves than in a lot of ways what the white man is doing to us. I mean we don't want to accept it, but it is. I'll give you a funny I'll give you a funny example. I was listening to the Tavis Smiley show earlier and they were talking about the senatorial race with Gary Chambers and this Cracker Kennedy. And this Cracker Kennedy made a commercial about if you want to defund the police and you get robbed or anything like that, don't call the police, call a crackhead. (laughs) Now, you know, it's funny, but in retrospect, He's basically telling you, you ain't sugar honey iced tea, and um, don't call us because it's preserved for white people to call because y'all Negroes don't know how to act and y'all Negroes don't know how to respond to giving us our goodness. But here it is, one of the so-called commentators, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He goes out there and says that you know, basically not calling Gary's name, but he says that Gary can't win the election, which is not true. If all of the black people who are eligible to vote just went out there voting for the brother. You understand what I'm saying? Instead of getting caught up in the minutia and the nonsense about you can't do it, well, let's prove it wrong. Let's all of us who are registered the so-called vote Go out there and vote. And then, let's see where the chips fall. But they never give you that type of analysis. They never say to you that it can happen. 
You 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 understand what I'm saying? Right. They just tell you beforehand right. that it can happen, and that's so that's so untrue, and that's that's where black people are because that white acceptance has told you that you can't do it, but because you don't know the numbers and you don't understand the numbers, then you go out there and you go along with that and you make it see that it can't happen. And see, that's that why, that's why to me, Jay, black folk wanted to see, do it. In a see, that's why, that's why I'm saying, Jay, we, ref- we should always refuse to listen to anything they have to the say. The white man say. Exactly. Not a damn thing. Hey, nothing can say to you that you should no. believe. Exactly. Just based on, I reject based everything. on his history. Exactly. I reject everything he's yeah. coming with. I don't yeah. give a damn how nice. I don't give a damn how pious and pompous. I don't give a damn. I am. I reject it all. I don't want to hear nothing. Hey, let me that ask have you this. Say, especially when I looked at my. Have you ever saw a Negro that believe in what the white man believes? That's a politician do anything for black folks, aka Negroes like Tim Scott. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Negroes like Tim Scott. Yeah. And Tim Scott, in all honesty, he's been in office for, for I would say, going on 10, 12 years now. And there's a possibility that he may even run for vice president or president or something like that. But can you tell me, over that period of time, what has that Negro ever done for black people? And on top of that, why would a black person vote for his black ass other than the fact that he black? That's the sickness. That's the sickness that we suffer from. That's the sickness that we suffer from. But then we become screwed and I think it's about other black people that do things for you, but don't do what you want them to do or affiliate themselves with someone that you don't have no power whatsoever to do anything about. Yeah. So, okay. so now I just basically say this Negro ain't worth for damn because he's in so-called agreement with someone else. Right. Who basically there's nothing I can do about. Well, listen, Jay. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, we just live in a society to where we don't we don't think as black people. No, we don't. No, we don't think as Africans. No, we Jay. We think we don't think as Africans. We think as black people because black oh, people, hey. opposite of the white people, is not. And see, that's why I'm, that's why I'm adamant about making the goddamn distinction. Either you're gonna be African to be African or not, because you being black. You being black, you you just like uh, Stephen A. Smith. You just like Steve Harvey. You just like all the other Negroes. You just like all. You just like Tim Scott. He black. He say he black. Let me give you a good laugh. Let me give you a good laugh right quick. Okay, go ahead. You want a good laugh? Here go a good laugh. Last night, your boy posted. Your boy, no deck Martin. No deck Martin. Posted some pictures of him being in African attire. So I asked him on Instagram, "Why do you always wear African attire 
age. You not a Pan-Africanist or a nationalist. You know what he told me? He told me, get the F out of here and shut the F up. <laughs> that was his reply. He couldn't answer the question. As a fact, he would never talk to me like that in my face if I answered that question. But what you call him? And, 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 and you know, you faking the fuck. You yeah. not no pan African. Yeah. You not no nationalist. So why you wear that type of African yeah. garb? Why you going to Africa yeah, having, uh, having things made of that nature? And you don't re- you don't support that part of the culture what it represents. Nah, I hear you. you but know what I mean? But see, that's, that's, that, but see, that's but been that's his the big world. right? But that's been his thing since he came back from from Africa on the twenty ninth on the twenty nineteen thing. Let me catch another call, Jay. Just hold hey. on, bro. Okay. Uh, hey, Paul, is that you? Hey, Paul. Alpha. Romford, England. Paul, can you hear me? Brother Paul. Okay, I'm going to go to 404. For West. 404. Yes, sir. Yuhuru. Yuhuru, brother. How you doing? Uh, I'm learning, man. I, I, for me, man, uh, the words great spells, man. So whatever you, people keep saying, it happens, man. So me, yeah, I ain't gonna tell nobody what to say, but I do all can really do. Mm-hmm. I ain't got time to be all this negative talk, man, about other folks and what they doing, what another man wearing, and all this shit in somebody's pocket. I'm about we could do this, we gonna do this, we will do this. So Stay that's positive. the way I roll, man. Cause I'm talking. Yeah. I, I sent you something about uh seven K medals, man. Stay, stay positive, brothers. Is, uh, huh? Stay positive, man. That's it. I agree. Yes, sir. I sent you something with seven K medals where uh, these fools about ready to sink the dollar gone. So uh, some people smart. They could get, trade putting their money out of these banks and putting it in uh, 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 medals, man, and silver and gold. Okay, or okay. Oh, so you, you sent it to me by email? Okay. Uh, text or whatever. Just check and see if you got it. If not, I'll send it to you again, man. Yeah, no, I, don't, I, don't doing it, I don't have it. I don't have it like, on text. I don't have it on text. So like I say, my plan is to, uh, mm. to well, get with them see, brothers and sisters over there so we can have our own gold and, and see, silver, I think, man, I, the ground, I, man. I think that's the thing, uh, brother, brother West, is that yes, we, we, are in the, we are in the most enviable position that we have tangible, mm-hmm. physical materials. It's not a goddamn yep. dollar that they just say it's it, it, it's it's worth right. this because what 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 backs up the dollar? They took the dollar off gold decades ago. The, the mm-hmm. dollar is only worth the amount that they say it is. It's just like I'm quite sure the pound. So what yeah, backs see, it the up? The pound is went to zero and then it changed yeah. the whole pound with some somebody says it's a card or something. They went digital. So these fools about to go digital. So for what I hear, we got to November the eighth that election when they gonna shut all the banks down and do all this other crazy stuff and go to digital. So uh, hey, y'all got to get ready, man. Okay, all right, brother. Okay, Peace. Wes. Peace. Three three four three three four. Good afternoon. Three three four. Good afternoon. Yeah, yeah, time just slipped past yep. me. I'm going to have to catch you on Wednesday, brother. All right, brother. Thank you for picking my call. All right, brother, peace. Yes, brother brother Paul? 
How you doing, Baba Ochi? Can you hear me? Oh, very well. Sound good. Go ahead. Oh, wow, wow, wow. I'm glad to hear that. Usually this, this thing plays up. But you know what? I know we're short of time. So uh, I just want to say, you know, what we pay attention to becomes our reality. So we've got to remember that uh, one, of, one of the tricks of these uh, uh, adversaries is to cause us to pay attention to them and neglect to pay attention to ourselves. And you know what? We've got a lot of work to do. We do. You know, we have a we tremendous, do. tremendous amount of work to do. And the one message which I've taken from your um, program is that we've got to work on our minds because... Yes, um, yes brother. In, in, in reality, um, Baba Ochi, in all honesty, and I will say this, and I will say it because I have to speak the truth. You giving up your time to come on this platform, um, which is, uh, and those who created this platform, is a remarkable thing. And uh, that basically demonstrates that you have the type of mindset to reach out, and we need to reach out and 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 build our our thing. They're going to do what they're going to do. Right. The CIA is going to be the CIA. I, I heard years ago the CIA was an arm of the um, 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 Catholic Church, and um, it was certainly founded by the Office of Strategic Studies. You know, but it comes from the same. They all come from the same, and they have the same. It's not going to change. So, you know, mm -hmm. the bottom line is what, what really needs to change is our mindset. Is it, and that exactly. means we have to start making things. We exactly. need to start creating things. You know, the, the talking alone ain't going to solve it. We need to make things. We need to develop things like Moses West. Mm -hmm. We need to create. We need to be creators. That's Because that's what we used to do. We, mm -hmm. we were the creators. What do you think we were doing in our capture while we had chains? We were making things. Who made all the yeah. tours to do yeah. the work? Who created all the artists? We did. We were the creators. But they've made us believe we're everything else except what we need to be. Yeah. Because, you know, to me, it's just like, you know, uh, I don't believe that Eli Whitney created the cotton gin. We did that because we was doing the work. It's just like the brother that created the lawnmower. And all the other adventures and things that we did from times of our captivity here to times of Africa when we were free to explore and to expand and to envision and to create things. And it's still, we're still doing it. So it, it's our minds, man. It's our minds. Our mind. You yeah, know. So you know, as, long as, you, as long as you're on that message, um, Baba Ochi, and I know you are, you're, it's enshrined in your deliberation. That is the only message we need. We need to get our minds right. You know, sometimes when I hear people talk, wow, I think, wow, you know, <laughs> you know so any, my grandmother said anything can come out the mouth. Anything yeah. the mouth can say. That's yeah. what my grandmother has. That's how she put it. The mouth can say anything it wants to say. And the reality of it is, is that the mouth says a lot, but the actions don't speak what the mouth has to say. Yeah. And the reality of it, the problem is there's the mind. The mind is the problem. And that's what they've got for us. So we need to go back to our creation. Because if we're not making anything, how are we going to defend it? If we don't design weapons, how are we going to defend it? That's right. You know, one thing problem I have, you know, we can get... I, I don't have a problem with emotional. I, I, I've never said to anybody, you're too emotional. I would never... That would never come out of my mouth. <laughs> I ain't got a problem with emotion. No, I, I agree. Ever come out because yeah, a lot of times it's necessary. Any, it's, it's, it's justifiable. It's righteous. Have you, have you ever told anybody they're too emotional, Baba Ochi? No, never. I, I know that you've never told that one that. I know that you haven't because yeah. I recognize the type of person you are. And I'm the same. 
No, I've never told anybody they're too emotional because I know emotion is necessary. Yes. Your energy in motion is absolutely necessary. The only, you know who told us that we're too emotional? This devil. This devil told us that we're too emotional. Mm-hmm. This devil made us believe that our emotions are the problem, you know, because he captured our emotions. And the right. problem is we repeat, we repeat the same garbage. You know why we repeat the same garbage? Because we pretend that our minds are right. We talk a good show, but the reality of it, those who tell people they're too emotion, they're the problem because they don't really know themselves. They're only regurgitating bull crap. Yep. Okay. And we know them. I don't have to see them in their eyes. I know them. I can hear their words betray what they say. Okay. So the reality of it is, is right. We are emotional people and we've got a right to be emotional people. We are energy emotion. That's right. what we are. But we need Vibrating to at a high, exactly. a high level. But we, right? need to, we need to harness there that. We need to harness that. Listen, I'm out of time, brother Paul. Paul, do me a favor. Absolutely. Thank you for giving me the time, Baba Ochi. You're so fantastic. And I know you're the real deal. Keep up the good work and keep the fire burning always. Take always. care. Paul, 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 before you go, listen, can you do me a favor? I want to discuss with you what the Indians from India are doing in the UK. I just saw a piece that the Indians in the UK. Oh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. You see, that's what you see, that's what the ancestors work because I tell you something. I tell you, Bob, you don't know. That question you just asked me, seriously. That, see, that's why I know the ancestors are real. Because you could never understand what I've been doing for the last two weeks. Seriously. Wow. See? <laughs> right on. So let's do that, okay? Let's do that. Let's have, a, let's have that as a, as a discussion. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, dear brother. Peace to you. All right. Peace to you. Peace to you. Take care. Take, Take care. Peace. We end this program like we in all of our programs, with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind, but not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do it out, and they sure in hell don't want to pay for it. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shimhotep means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. Bibi Fahadier. Bibi Fahadier means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. You have a blessed day. Be safe. Hope to see you on Wednesday.